I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time, it is time. Buenos dias. Good morning, Carolina. Good morning, honey German. It's so good to see you after the weekend. Happy Monday. Uh, I don't know what's so happy about it. Mondays and Tuesdays to me, like Mondays are still like you're just coming down from the weekend. Tuesdays to me are worse than Mondays. Really? For sure. Because Tuesdays like, man, I got Reality. three more days of this shit. Four yeah. more. I love Mondays. I'm that type of person that really? loves Mondays. It's weird because it's like I use Monday as like January 1st, but every single week. But maybe I should flip my perspective there. Like, maybe I should, like, switch my attitude. I think you should. No, because you know what it is? Like, Mondays, I feel like I'm shot out of a cannon. Oh, wow. I feel like it's like, <laughs> you know what? Like, and go. You know, it's like you got to get the kids ready. You got to get all your stuff done. I have to do my grocery shopping. Well, you have a lot Mondays. more moving parts than I do. No, but still. It's when like, I wake up, it's just me and a dog. And oh, I'm like, oh, man. new week. I am so jealous. <laughs> hey, you know what? I wanted to talk to you about a major, major loss for our community. I know everybody who had an abuelita, a mom, if you watched Univision, Telemundo, what, Gala, Galavision, whatever it was. Walter Mercado. Carolina, we lost our North Star. I mean... I was lost yesterday. Were you? I really was. I saw the news and it popped up on my feed and I thought, oh, damn. Well, you know, that is like, he's a part of Walter. history. He really is. He was 87. He looked good. Well, honey, you know, he had them touch-ups, like that yeah, Botox. Course. and like he was stretched. Know, that's right. He had a little bit of that, you know, juvederm. But uh, <laughs> no, it was true. Like, a lot of our mothers and grandmothers looked to him for guidance. I mean, he was just a part of, like, it was a staple of every household. Carolina, when Walter Mercado came on TV, it was like, Cállense la boca, coño, yeah. todo el mundo. Walter está hablando. Yeah. We needed to hear. Y si pasaba my mom's uh, horoscope, Leo. And we were talking or she didn't get to hear. That was our ass because you have to wait till the next day to hear some stuff oh, all over totally, again. Totally. I loved him. Yeah, you know, and I think that it just speaks to um, what 
a lot of us kind of grew up with, you know, and it's like you said, the North Star. I haven't heard that comparison for him. But really, I mean, also the things that he did in our society, like the way that he entered in and created this like name for himself. He was a brand and an influencer before that shit was popping. A hundred percent. He, know he was mean? a trailblazer, an innovator, and he wasn't afraid of being who he was, wearing what he wanted to wear. Absolutely. You know, in, in Latino society wasn't really accepting of like men you know being effeminated or dressing the way he did because he very much resembled a beautiful woman you know well he it's like he was the Liberace of psychics he really was and nobody had a problem with it nobody yeah. trashed Walter we loved him we idolized him and you know we we welcomed him into our homes like every single day yeah it hurt i, I was like know, girl i saw it on your feed and i was like oh my gosh i said this is so sad i called my mom and my mom was in vegas so i was like all right i'll talk to you later forget but it mom you'll be here i know playing the slot machines totally. yeah no it, it's crazy how we grow up with these cultural figures you know don francisco is another one. Oh, don't get me started even though he's had some weird news surrounding him lately but we've always talked to christina saralegi christina hey. oprah those are like the two ogs maria me. celeste oh Oh, Maria Celeste, you know that. Okay, so here's a little bit of background. Tell me. I thought that I had the ability to get into Spanish language broadcasting when I was younger. Interesting. I did not have a command of the Spanish language, but I thought to myself, like, how can I make it in this industry? And I thought, I'm going to focus, my primary focus for broadcasting when I was in college was mm -hmm. entertainment. Okay. So I wanted to do entertainment, which is kind of what I'm doing now. And I said, you know, I want to go and work for a Spanish language station. So I got my internship at Univision. Okay. Here in New York? Or? No, in Miami. Oh, Miami. So it was Latino, Latino. Latino, Latino. And it was a very coveted internship. I believe there were only 12 spots every year. Wow. And I got one of them. And I was so proud and I was so excited and I was so nervous, right? It was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it helped me eliminate that from my possibilities. Like I went there and I realized like, wow, this is a whole other world. I am so Americanized. Like these are not my stars. Like telenovela stars like would be walking down the hall and I'd be like, I have no idea who that is you know and like Shakira came in one time to do like a variety show when she, she was much younger but um yeah it was like you know not there were a number of people who I didn't know about and I thought wow I would really have to educate myself and do a whole other thing well when I was there Don Francisco would always be in the hallway mm -hmm. and the young girls would walk by and this is before all of me too and mm -hmm. all of this other mm -hmm. stuff you know that's been happening and you know not to lessen that or take away from it but you know in our society and in our culture it's a little bit different from what people yes we're we're, we're yeah we're overly friendly at times and very cariñosos and to say the least exactly exactly so i have memories about don francisco that i could die. i have stories <laughs> that i could tell but no he was always very respectful to me and always very nice whenever i would walk down the hall I actually interned for Primer Impacto. You did? Yes. I love them. It was uh, Maria Celeste. Maria Celeste. Uh, what was her name? It started with a D. Oh my gosh, I forget. I'll Hold on, I got, I got the computer. Jorge Ramos is another one. But tell me about Primer Impacto because I love that show. That show was dramatic. Super dramatic. And what I would do is I would have to go on shoots with them, come back, edit tape. I mean, it really Are you was. Serious? Yeah, it was an incredible internship, you know? And it wasn't just like sitting there and, you know, answering fan mail or getting lunch for people, although I did that too. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> and having to pick out corn from people's salads, which they shall remain nameless. But um, you picked out corn from someone's salad. And I had to pick out corn from someone's salad. Oh, yes, God, as an intern. Dreadful. But um, but no, what I was gonna say is like Primer Impacto was kind of like the first news magazine show that I ever got a chance to like work for, and in Spanish language broadcasting, I think there were one of the first, like you know first ones that were anchored by two women. Yes, that was super important to me, and I remember it's like well, first of all, we had no say on what was gonna be watched on TV because of like not. mom, grandma dictated the television and I remember I would watch and I'm like wow two women are, are leading the narrative and let's it, this was like 20 years ago I was like a two kid. bosses yes and they were strong and they were beautiful and they were so well spoken and Mirka de Llanos Mirka why did I want to call her Nurka? gorgeous that's why I thought she it was, was something beautiful. with a D and I was like yes but like you know we were so intimidated by these women I can only so imagine powerful and they were so beautiful and it was like you know I never wanted to be around them unless I was like spoken to and then in order to get to the studio you would always have to walk by like the main student we'd see Jorge Ramos uh, doing his hits in the middle of the newsroom we were like oh my gosh this is so cool so yeah you know growing up with all of that in our lives to see the loss this weekend I don't know I had to give him a shout out you did too yeah, no, I mean, I'm saying like now. You oh, know? now? Okay. I had to give him a shout out. I gave him a shout like, out on Power on the air yesterday. I and heard I did it. an article and I posted on my Instagram because I'm like, listen, we have got to acknowledge our people and the people that are important to us and the people that, you know, marked us and our families. You know, it's not just about pop culture and who's popping right now. Right. It's about the people that helped form us. Like, Absolutely. I needed to hear when he was like, Capricornio, el amor y el dinero viene en tu camino. I used to be like, yes, I'm yes, about to be rich I'm not and even I got a man. Capricorn, but you're speaking. Thank you. And those capes, honey, <laughs> when they go up for auction, I need one of those. Oh, we have to. You know what? We'll get it for life in Spanglish. Like, we'll just put it in our case. That's like, like a eventually, relic. this is going to be a show. I'm just letting everybody 100%. know. I'm putting it out there. Oof. Now, did your mother ever go to psychics when she was younger? No, my mother never went to psychics. My mom always thought that was like the devil's work. That's what my grandfather told me. Not me, on the other hand. Do you go? I love, listen, you want to read me the shells, you want to read me cards, you want to read me a cup with some coffee in it, anything. I want to know about my future. I've always been very like, I want to know what's going to happen in 10 years. I don't know why. And if you tell me like, I have a madrina and she's going to read your palm, I'll be like, what time should I be there? Oh my gosh, see, there's something about me that I never go through with it. I always have the intention or I always have the like desire to do it, but then it's like when I come, I chicken out. Are you scared about what you're going to hear? No, you know what it is it's that my grandfather always said the only one who knows is God and then um, a lot of the books that I've read that you know one thing that always stuck with me is that future things are secret things and that's for God to decide interesting and so that's the perspective that I always have and I always just have to say like trust in him and he'll take you there you know what I mean wherever it is that you need to go so I have not I've gone to a couple of psychics in my life but then after my grandfather and I spoke about it I had such a tremendous amount of respect for him that I said I won't go I won't do that because of my abuelito that's so So, amazing that you actually actually care enough because my mom hates it and I still go. Yeah. You know what's crazy, Carolina? I went to a psychic probably like 10 years ago and as soon as I got out, I wrote down everything he told me. I'm going to try to find the paper. Oh my gosh, please. And see what was real what was real and what wasn't yeah what, because like, i wrote i wrote everything down and i remember it was like a full sheet of paper of different things so i'm gonna try to find it and if i find it i'm gonna bring it next week oh please and we're do. gonna go over it and maybe if things have happened or if something similar i'll let you know 
Yeah, but see, you can't be like one of those people who's reaching when they go to the psychic, you know, where they say, like, there's a guy with dark hair in your feet. Well, every guy has dark hair in my family. They do that. They definitely do that. There are some scammers, but yes, definitely. If you can bring that in. I'm going to bring that in so we can discuss. And there is a lot of scammers. Listen, I know people that are just like, necesitas un baño. Tiene un trabajo hecho. Yeah. El baño cuesta 300 dólares. Yeah. So that's also a thing. That's a hustle, too. No disrespect to the people that actually do it, and it's a legit religion, but I've had very close friends you know every Friday you have to come here in black clothes and then we do a cleanse and then we burn the clothes and then it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars and then nothing happens yeah and so then you can it's get like, scammed we didn't get we didn't get it all last time we need to do it again just to be sure a hundred percent I think I'm gonna go ahead whoever and put the, the the trabajo on you did a strong trabajo that trabajo is buried all the way in Cuba oh my god we need another five hundred dollars I've heard it all trust me <laughs> well now I wanted to switch gears because you posted something on your Instagram that I felt like we need to discuss because you know what there are a lot of life in Spanglish listeners that love to go out you know these are people whether mm-hmm. you are Latina or not you know people like to go out and be social and have a good time yes you went to a club that had a dress code yeah oh yeah. that was so next level now some of it I can understand but I wanted to hear I wanted you to tell everybody what happened okay so I, I pull up to this club and I see a sign the sign was outside on the sidewalk now is this a New York City club or yeah, it's is this... a New York City club okay. it's, mm-hmm. it's in downtown Manhattan and I pull up and outside before you open the door you know how some restaurants have a menu on the sidewalk okay Mm -hmm. this was on the sidewalk explicitly telling people what they could wear to come inside and while the guys were like no sneakers no no baseball caps I was like okay I understand no athletic wear yeah you want to keep it a little bit like fancy bougie nice Mm -hmm. whatever but the women on the other hand you cannot come in unless you're wearing high heels you can also not bring a change of shoes in your bag that was the kicker because it was like only one pair of shoes allowed inside i said what are they gonna do confiscate your extra fair a pair of ballet flats yeah like- i guess if you're getting searched they're gonna confiscate the foldables you yeah. can't bring them in mm-hmm. and i understand everybody wants to keep their spot popping and sexy and this but some women legit cannot wear high heels um, me being one of them i have a very limited time you know that i can wear heels i had to get my feet injected after one of our concerts are you kidding no me? i'm not kidding you because of the nerves like because your feet are in that position for so long you know and I had to go to a podiatrist because one of my nerves was like on fire after being in heels for like eight hours and that's what these people don't understand first of all I felt like it was so sexist it was just like okay yeah. women you're only attractive if you're wearing heels flats is, is not a good look so it's just like Things have changed so much. It's like oh, totally. between sneakers, boots, flats, there's so much dope like footwear to still hold women to that standard of like pantyhose and skirts well, and even high sneakers. heels. You can rock some cool sneakers oh, and wear it to the you club. Can. Also, your athleisure may not be mine, honey. My athleisure is expensive. Thank okay. You. Balenciaga <laughs> mama. Hello. No, but I just thought that was so funny because it's like we live in a society that's like telling everybody, be you, you're perfect. You know, let's not go back to where we were before. For you know, right. all of these different standards that people had, we're breaking them. We're not going back there. And then all of a sudden, this club is like, you can only pop pop up if you are wearing heels you need to be wearing a skirt you know it's like very sexist it was so crazy and then somebody wrote in the comments I've gone to clubs where they walk around checking the women's shoes to make sure they don't change them or they don't take off their shoes if that were the case I would leave your establishment so fast immediately like why are you checking me and this was a lounge this was just a regular lounge this was not like some you know top of the line you know supper club or anything like that this was just a lounge 
in downtown Manhattan. And you know the crazy part? I went in with sneakers. <laughs> That's my girl. Because you're honey German. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you check? I'm honey German. First of all, y'all invited me yeah. here straight after work. And um, yeah, excuse me. I'm coming in. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? We have some people coming in right now. I am so excited to introduce them. They are Las Gemelas. And I wanted to talk to them because Lulu and Lala have been my the stories that they could tell, girl, my goodness. They have done Spanish language broadcasting. They crossed over to English broadcasting. I mean, they have been in the New York market and they are just, their hustle is legendary. Nah, they, they really out here getting to the bag. I'm not even mad at them. Yeah, and they do it and they're the biggest sweethearts. And I wanted to like talk to them and see what, what they have going on, what they see for themselves, kind of what they want to talk about for life in Spanglish. So I wanted to bring them in. Come on, girls. It's okay. So excited. I know. It took us a while, but we finally made it. Bienvenidas. I know. We Thank feel you. like the, this room is so full. I love it. The <laughs> twins, Lulu and Lala, they are here, and we are so excited to have them. I know you guys are Life in Spanglish listeners. You Absolutely. Of okay, that's a good answer. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> it's so relatable. Because right? when you say, like, oh, my God, yes, she gets it. Por fin. Por fin, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm so happy you guys have this podcast because yes. so many people relate to it um, and it's just perfect. It's really our lives because we do speak in Spanglish at home and everywhere we go. So, you know, thank you for and having the, this podcast. The culture, you know, growing up in a Latina home and then having to deal with your friends that maybe don't understand, like, why can't you go to a party? I'm 21 already. Like, yeah, <laughs> I need permission, a chaperone, you know, stuff like that where it's like, thank you guys for doing this. Oh, my gosh. No, thank well, you guys for coming in. I was going to say they always talk in Spanglish and in unison. <laughs> sometimes, you know, if you're lucky. But um, I was saying before you guys came in, I said, you guys have had a legendary run here. Not that it's over by any means, but like, you know, I really respect your hustle. Thanks. That's the thing. I said to Honey, you guys started in Spanish language broadcasting. Yes. So I want you to kind of take us on the journey of how you guys got started in radio. Like, where did it even come from? Like, after high school? Were you guys in high school? It was actually... College. A mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that because it was really a mistake. We were in college and we were doing our internships um, for TV and, and radio broadcasting. And so uh, we started interning at a place called T-U-N. It was like the competition for MTV. You. You. So it was the university network. So, okay. yeah. We would do press junkets and they'd fly us out to LA to, you know, and I didn't During know what your we internship. were doing. Joining the internship. Okay, y'all been popping, popping for That's a long time. Guys, the understood. thing is, like, we, we were just, we didn't know what we were doing. We they were just like, running hey, on the gut. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I think this is right. Let's just do this. And then Univision, we had an internship there. there. And, and we started, uh, you know, we were there for like about a year. Where was this? Univision where? Univision New, New York. York. New York. Local okay. News. Yeah. Got it. So I was in the department of, uh, I think it was... The thing Marketing is that with, or something? with Univision, también el español de nosotros wasn't all that great. Well, yeah. hello, welcome to my world. Same. Was, yeah. Yeah. We didn't realize it until we were actually there. We're like, oh snap, I need more vocabulary. I, need I literally just up said that the same exact thing when I showed up in Miami and I was like, oh snap, you are so wrong if you think you can enter this industry. Yeah, you know? so they were very critical of oh, that. Who was exactly? Like people you were working the, with? The producers and stuff. And I could understand it because, you know, you're in front of a camera. You're, you, you're representing the company. And this is for television. And if you're speaking broken, it's not a good look. Oh, yeah, they don't well, want back that. back then, yeah. too, Back though. then, it wasn't mm -hmm. the same. Like, now you have Sofia Vergara, who has a 
a Spanish accent in the general market and everything's okay. But before, the people were very harsh. Critical, yeah. yeah. With us. You know, the blogs, the newspapers, they were very like me. One of the tunes gonna learn Spanish. Well, Just weird. Many really nights man. crying at home. Like, oh my God, like, why can't they understand that we were born here, but we speak both? It doesn't mean that you don't love that side of who you are or that's yeah. any less than, than what you are, but that's exactly it. Your upbringing really says a lot about, you know, your connection with the culture. And it doesn't mean that your parents weren't being no. the best parents to you it's or just, they weren't speaking it at home. Exactly. It's what you feel comfortable with. 100%. And so after that, Nuestra Belleza Latina, which is like America's next top model, mm -hmm. Latin version, Latin version uh, occurred. Yeah. And they're like, hey, why don't you guys try out? We were first skeptical because of our Spanish. Spanish. Like, we didn't even really want to do it. We're like, As nah. contestants or as hosts? As, as contestants. contestants. On a top model show? Yes. Wait, oh my God, I didn't know I need this footage. Part. Yeah. Great. And we didn't, we had gained a little weight too. We and had the, the college one of the judges was really really like he was like the simon cowell yeah. of that of that show and i remember when we auditioned in front of them he was just like you need to lose 10 pounds in two weeks to buy you yeah yeah two weeks it was 15 pounds in three weeks actually oh, was it yeah 15 I pounds in and we weeks. did it we made it to miami we lost a weight what yes we i did. was just about to be sarcastic and be like wow 15 pounds <clears throat> in three weeks that's realistic but wait you did it <laughs> we like, did and it was very unhealthy and never yeah. again we lost would, a lot of hair yeah <laughs> because of it but that's how we started like we 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 did nuestra vez latina after a week we were eliminated but then this show gordi flaca which is a very popular spanish show yes. called us back and what they had us doing was kind of being like the reporters the for the show the yeah. correspondents for the show but wait oh yeah. my god you guys are just like you're just breezing right past <laughs> i know all right of this. and then like, el gordi la flaca called <laughs> hello <laughs> it's like they're huge the, the, the at combination the time, of luck and chance and just all of it coming together like who ever has that opportunity i mean there are probably castaways that you know people that get axed on reality shows all the mm -hmm. time but nobody's reaching out to them i think you guys are naturals like thank you, were you. Born, you were born to do this thank you but it was short-lived <laughs> we worked with Gordi flaca for about a year yeah and, and then, then after, after that, that there was nothing for us so we're like, like we quit for how long we stopped going to college what are we doing like, what are we like, doing yeah. with our lives were you back in new jersey with we your were parents back in new jersey okay. so the only thing that that was available was doing promo for Univision Radio. Radio. So we went from being on TV internationally yeah. to, to handing out flyers at a corner for whatever show we were promoting. Stickers at the gas station. That humbled y'all real quick. Mm -hmm. Y'all was like, okay. And it taught us like, okay, you know what? Just when you think you're at top, you could easily go down. The hustle always has to be there. You have to be disciplined and there could be no ego at all. We had to start all over again giving out flyers in street corners mm -hmm. and just work our way up. And that's how we did it in radio. And it was hard we, because we, we were up. in promotions for about seven years. Wow. Seven years. Minimum wage at the time was like six bucks and everybody knows coming into the city yep. is like eight. <laughs> so, so we weren't even breaking even. We were losing money, but we stuck through it. We're like, yeah, no, we're there's, like, there's, there's an end goal here. Light at the end of the tunnel. We have to just keep with it, keep with it. And, and then throughout the years, we started, you know, we were promotions, but then we became exclusive promotions for the morning show and okay. the morning show started using us a little bit more was that luis luis Jimenez. yeah yes. mm -hmm. we he have was... to thank him we learned so much from him Did him you? and this uh, other man called a pacha uh -huh. if yeah. you're dominican you should you know, know who i he know is. Pacha. <laughs> but we learned so much just watching them how they would know their crowds um just how they handled everything how witty and quick you have to be right. we just observed a lot asked a... we were that annoying 
person asking too many questions, uh, at, like during your internships, and just being that fly on the wall, just observing everything. And well, that really I, taught us a lot. I don't know if it's annoying, but I feel like just your the way that you're describing it, it's almost like you learned from osmosis. You know, yeah. You're, yeah. you're in the environment and you're seeing the way that somebody, as you mentioned, carries themselves, the way yeah. that they address their crowds, the way yep. that they handle live remotes and things of that nature, which you don't learn that in a classroom. You don't. Never. You don't. don't. They don't give that course in college, you nope. know? So now you guys work promotions for seven years, seven years. And I'm laughing because I'm like, how did you transition from promotions to on air, which is one of the most difficult things to ever happen in radio? Okay. So there's remotes, right? So yeah. sometimes the station would use us as talent promotion for remote so I would take we would take that chance and while we were like on a remote for whatever client I would use that mic and I would practice I'm like this is my time to practice and we would fight over like oh yeah give me the mic it's my turn to speak on it or other people were like so you would speak to like the people walking by yeah Yeah. I'd be like hey come by or this is the promotion that you know that's amazing AT&T has got going on like we would take that and that was our stage for two little hours in a random you know location in New York City that was our stage in a park Parking lot at a grocery store. Yes, that was your time. And at the same time, we were also practicing our Spanish with them, see what they would interact. Because also, you know, Latinos, you have the Mexican community, the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans, the Caribbean. Absolutely. You have to know how to reach them. And, and the so, lingo, too. Oh, yeah. We also have different words. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah. So then you did that for a while. And then when did it become time for you guys to get your own shift? Well, when, we were, I mean, it's seven years of promotions. We were we were thinking to ourselves, like, when are we ever going to move out of this position yeah. and get to the like, next when, level? When we are we going to get our break? And just when, and we were part-timers at the, the whole throughout the whole time we were part-timers. Yeah, so no when it was time to, like, get a raise or we thought we were going to be promoted Get some dental. And instead, we were offered freelance. <laughs> so I'm like, what? what? Freelance? Oh, wow. This is going backwards. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it was then where we were like, you know what? Thank you for everything. But we and declined this offer. And we left. Knowing that if we leave, because they will, you were always scared. Like, I was always scared. Like, oh, my God, there's no life after this. That uncertainty. Gonna, yeah. Exactly. And so we were like, that's it. We put in our dues. We cannot. We were already older. Yeah, we were like in mid twenties already, and even yeah. family was like, "This whole radio thing is nice, but when are you actually gonna get a real job that's gonna, you know?" Dique, ¿y el trabajo para yeah. cuándo, señores? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah that's so Latino then, families for you too. If if nothing is popping off fast, they're like. Chop, chop, para yeah. la universidad, busca trabajo todo el mundo. I know, everybody, yeah. my mom, I went out to L.A. My mom thought I was going to be J-Lo. I said, no, 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 it doesn't <laughs> happen like that. You know, it's like there's no, they only make one Made in Manhattan movie, you know, yeah. every five years. So uh, um, so then I want to ask you about this particular situation because I think it's very important. It's a learning lesson for a lot of people because there are many people who listen who are in a position where they're not happy or where they have to speak up for themselves and they have to make that tough decision whether or not to leave did you guys discuss with each other before you went to this meeting like because your package (laughs) it's it's lulu ilala you know what i mean so by the way and i want to know why lulu comes first but um me too too. too. okay because i think it should be alphabetized you know (laughs) lana should be first and then lulu i'm messing with you you. but like you know how hard was that for you guys to have that conversation with each other and then with management we we actually had a conversation the night before because we 
you know, your gut, you always want to follow it because it never fails you. Mm-hmm. And so we, we knew something was going to happen. Yeah. We knew it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Like, either they're going to offer us, like, a real position or they're just going to let us all go. Mm-hmm. And so it went with the bad one. <laughs> and so we were like, listen, if they offer us this, let's just walk. We're going to walk because it... Good for you. Enough is enough. Yeah. Ya yo no puedo con este sueldo. My bills are ranking up and I right. can't do this anymore. And you have to... You know, if no one's sticking up for you, you ha- at one point you have to do it for yourself, even if that means you're standing by yourself. And then we spoke to our family, too. Like, listen, it's tough now. And if we leave, it's going to get harder because, you know, you have to help. Par- we have to help our parents out. <laughs> right. The way we see it is like they, you know, wiped their butts when we were little. So now it's our turn to help, to help out. them out. Yeah. So we're like, it might get a little tough. That's beautiful. I we're mean, not, not the wiping income. butt thing, but like yeah. the fact that you take care of them. You yeah. Know? At and such that, an early just... age, too, because that tends to happen later when like parents are older. But for them to be in their 20s financially helping out their parents, that yeah. says Absolutely. a lot about you. Yeah. And so, so we walked. We we're walked. like, thank you. Uh, for, we're always grateful for the experience. We did learn a uh-huh. lot. But it was time to move on. So we gave in our key cards and walked. And as soon as we stepped foot outside that door, the calls kept coming back because we were attached to a client at that point. And we knew, like, you're breaching that contract. Once we leave, what are you guys going to tell that client? Because yeah. wow. we're not going to continue working here. Like, that's it. Yeah. So they kept calling us back only because of the client. So it's like, it's not about the money. It's about everything that we brought to you guys and you guys are now only crawling back to us because of this one you don't want to lose the money so who cares about lulu and lala right you're just after the money mm-hmm. so we're like no yeah they tripled the the money and we're the like endorsement the, the endorsement we're, we're like, like no. it's not the money it's right we loved working yeah. here and yeah. you didn't care yeah. for us all you care was the dollar sign so we're like no we're walking Two hours later, CBS Radio called, offering us a job in mornings. Yes, How did that happen? I <laughs> That's amazing, though. But, but where did CBS come from? I so know, apparently, I, there was a list mm-hmm. that came out with people that were getting like let go and stuff. This is what from they Univision. Told us. Yes. From Univision. Yeah. Got it. And so, oh, the, so like you know what? It, it, it's I think it's comparable to you know we just lost a giant radio station here. It's um you know PLJ. Right. Obviously, we all know, and we we had many friends who worked over mm-hmm. at PLJ. So you were kind of aware of the talent that was going to be available. Like, here's the roster of everybody who's available for work. Unfortunately, you're on that list, which it sucks to be like, oh, from a job. I've been there before, but it does open new doors. It does. We got a phone call from uh, Rick Gillette and Rob Wagman. We didn't know who these people were. And they're like, hey, sorry, I heard that you lost your job, but we want to see you. Can you come in? Tomorrow. The, the tomorrow to just take a meeting. And we're like, okay, sure. Why not? And now not doing we're, anything else. Yeah. So. And we were obviously scared because now it's like, this is general market. This mm-hmm. is no longer Latin. the Latin market. This is a whole other audience that we have to like get to know, learn. We don't know how, like, how are they going to be done? receptive? Well, they have to get to know you too, exactly. is the other thing because you're well known in, in, in the Latin market. But then when you cross over, it's like, who are you? Exactly. And so we did the audition. And then they're like, hey, do you guys want to be co-hosts to the morning show with Ty, Ty. Ba- Ty Bentley? Yeah. yeah. And we were like, in the back of my head, Carolina and Honey, I was like, yes, but I don't know what I'm doing. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell them. You can't say that. I'm so not going to tell them. Yeah. Half of our career, we've just gone, we've just swung. Girl, we'll win. <laughs> we don't know what we're Just doing. make believe we know what we're doing. Yeah. And Ty, it was like a culture shot because it hit gringo, you yeah. know. 
super like he's from the Midwest, uh, culturally completely opposite. But it w- made the show that much more interesting because to him it was kind of weird how we still kind of had to ask permission for certain things, get approval from parents because that was so important to us. Yeah, and he's like, dude, you're 21, leave the house already. Like, it what? Work I don't know. Never. No, you know. <laughs> that, I think that sometimes people don't understand the amount of respect that you have for your parents and for your household, and yeah. also the chancleta. You don't want that. Like, no. you, know, you know what I mean? So funny enough at this time when Lulu and Lala which we had never met before never. We, obviously we knew who Carolina was and I knew who you guys were but we had never met in person and I started the TV show The Couch That's and right. I would have to do call-ins and yep. I would call in to their radio show yes look at, at that the time. full circle it really mm-hmm. is and so I would always say you know I always admired you guys from afar I would always say to myself wow those girls they work man you yeah. know and I think that maybe we had done a red carpet or something at the same time but like yeah. weren't near each other or anything and so for me to be able to do that and I would like get to know you guys just from a phone call like hey girls how yeah. you doing I'm ready to call in you know well to us it was like oh my god Carolina <laughs> calling in I can't believe I'm it like, mommy guess what Carolina oh she's kind of like working with us now <laughs> no it was amazing so then that was really your first foray into yeah. like morning radio yes mm-hmm. what yeah. would you guys say was the biggest challenge the biggest Probably challenge for us, <laughs> no, because I, we were always morning show. I think it was trying to understand the host. He mm-hmm. again, he was very uh, midwestern. He mm-hmm. didn't understand our culture. Like he's like, why can't yeah. you sleep over your boyfriend's house? Right. Why, can't, why can't we talk about it on the oh. air? Why exactly. Mm-hmm. Why can't you talk about certain That's things the on the thing air? That you said it, we we would censor ourselves a lot, and it would frustrate him because I was so worried. Give up and some mommy. Mm-hmm. If I say a story of uh, maybe I overdrank too much that night, right. I can't Got come it, home yeah. drunk. You know, like that would be such a disappointment to my mom and my dad. So I would restrain from saying something and it would frustrate him like and no. he had every reason to get upset because you know you're trying to do a show but we were like we don't want to disappoint mom and dad and Mima our grandmother mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm like but we're not being real because we're we're, we're sheltering being, yeah. exactly we're yeah. still in our shell so, so it was that I think was the hardest part getting to just open break. and be okay and that mom and dad are still gonna be love me and they're not gonna judge me and if they do they'll get over it it's my job mom yeah. exactly yeah, it's interesting because one of the first things that i said to my mom when i started doing morning radio because i knew how salacious it can get and i said to her do me a favor don't listen because you're not gonna like what you hear yeah and i'm not going to censor myself like and i i actually did say to her i'm dating in new york city it's going to get ugly. Like, you can listen <laughs> if you want, but I don't want any conversations about it. Because I always I always hated that anxiety in the pit of my stomach. Like, oh, my mama, you know, what is she going to think? What is she going to say? You know, so, like, I wanted to eliminate that. But that's harder when you're living in the same house with your parents. Yeah, that guilt you know? trip, you know, she... She is a queen when it comes to your mom. guilt tripping. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. They're probably like, pon el show que la gemela van a hablar. Yeah. 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 Todo lo que da, and then they volume. tell all of their friends and the co-workers. I know. And so it's like, so if you these... say anything to embarrass them, then they're like, ¿Cómo podía decir yeah. eso? Like, like, like ¿Qué va a pensar la gente que trabaja con tu padre? Tu padre no le va a gustar eso. Y, y tu abuela. Yeah, that's, and that's, and that's, that's a, a lot of pressure. Que se uh, caron, y mira lo que vienen a hacer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was never ending. It's still never ending. Oh, my God. And it's always kind of like going to be like that because it my family, there's a lot of things my family don't want me to talk about, mm-hmm. especially a lot of stuff surrounding my dad and his past mm-hmm. or how he lived his life. It's like my brothers and sisters and my mom are like, we don't want you to ever talk about it. We don't want you to ever post about it. But then it's my truth and I can't yeah, embrace it. So it, it's it's really hard. So I, I, I feel for you going <laughs> yeah. into work every single day and having to hold back so much. Yeah, it's it kind of like hurts in a way mm-hmm. because it's like 
mm, I can't really be who I am because I don't want to yeah. hurt other people. But mm-hmm. this is my reality and this is my truth. So in, in, in doing so, we were hurting ourselves in, in a career aspect because it's like, no, you have to be just like, who, who? there are people going through what we're going through. And mm-hmm. so they should know that it's OK. We are going through the same thing and yeah. we couldn't do that. Well, and they so, couldn't relate with you either. And exactly. so that kind of like that the connection is lost there yeah. a bit. You know, yeah. they might love you for other reasons, but had they known all of this other stuff was going on, it would have been have so gotten, much better. Yeah. So then after two years, you know, the, the station flipped. And when a station flips, usually they let go of everybody everybody because they bring in new people, new management. Unfortunately, that's what happened to us. We're like, no, (laughs) No. we're jobless again. Friday the 13th of 2013. I will never forget that day. What a nasty date. Escorted out and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's disrespectful, bro. They were worried. Two on one. They didn't know. You know, I'm kidding. (laughs) But um, we were unemployed for a whole year and we Mm. did everything. We were so depressed. That was one of our our worst years ever. We were very depressed. They denied us unemployment. Really? We tried to go back to school. Uh, We tried to do everything, and everything was just always against us. Like, no matter what we tried to do, nothing went right. So it's like, is this it? Like, this was it? We have to go back to the hardware store where we used to work for so many years? I don't want to do that. Yeah, but, like, can can you talk about that, though? Like, how do you persevere in a time like that? You're lucky that you have each other. But, like, what would you guys do to help get through, like, those... We would make jokes, and we decided, let's document this and do a, a YouTube series yeah. of everything that we're trying to do. Is it still around? It yeah, is. On our YouTube channel. I need <laughs> to watch to this. But, Lenny, like, how freaking innovative and how smart. And how optimistic. You know what I mean? Like, and this was before, like, reality and, like, people yeah. going yes. on YouTube. Yeah, and yeah vlogging wasn't really life. a thing in 2013. No, it is now. But, uh, Instagram didn't even exist. It didn't. Twitter had just, like, started to Popped pop off. off. Yeah. And so we just... Mom and dad are very positive people and they've mm-hmm. instilled that in us. And so sometimes we were like, no, no, no. Like, this is happening for a reason. Yeah. Maybe we needed to just chill. We put in so many years of work, no sleep, no eating. <laughs> Maybe this year, God's telling us, relax, relax. Live life a little. Right, it's right. Be fine. And so we did that. And then it wasn't until we went to a charity event where one guy, Oscar, his name, mm-hmm. He pretty much told us to our fa- He embarrassed us in front of everybody. He's like, stop feeling sorry for yourselves. What happened to the hustle you guys used to have when I first met you? Get up from your ass and start knocking doors and do what you did best when you started in this business. God bless I don't want to see this, this oh loopy gosh. energy that you guys have. No more. You're being babies. Grow up. Put your big panties on. This was in front of like the entire place oh my on a gosh. mic where i'm like Charity on a mic on a yeah. mic where i'm like why is he doing this to us but oh you, we needed it we needed to go through that embarrassment and we needed that light bulb to be like you're right we are feeling sorry for ourselves. Te dio tres galletas, Oscar. Sure did. Levántense, coño. Están dormida. Así mismo fue. And then about two weeks later, we got an email from our, our website, uh, Jill Strada, wanting to know if we would be interested in taking a meeting in Miami for this, uh, you know. New morning show. New morning show. She's a program director that's she's been around for a while. She's program director, yeah. Jill Strada. Yeah. She's dope. I am forever grateful for her. Uh, she's one of these women, women empowerment. Yeah. And we flew down to Miami. But like we didn't believe it. But who really believes in that. Yeah. Like yes. that well, we, we actually called her saying, is this for real? Like, who are you? The mm-hmm. spam. And <laughs> how did she reach you guys? Through email? Through our website. Oh, you I have think a website. She had, she had met us, like, in passing and remember kind of always kept the, uh, us in the back of her head and so when she took over the station hits 97.3 in miami 
she thought of us. So she called us because she wanted us to be co-hosts with DJ Laz. Oh my gosh, who is legendary. legendary. We didn't know who DJ Laz was at the time because we're not from Miami. So we're like, Miami's always been our second home. But, you know, vacation, family, never like work. And so we're like, who's DJ Laz? (laughs) Let's just do this. We went to the audition and it was. We had so much fun. It was perfect. And I didn't know he limped, like pimp with the limp. Yes. Until I saw him get up and he actually was limping. And you're like, wow, okay, so there's a reason why they say this. Yeah, we were like, oh my God, I made fun of you. I'm so sorry. And he was like, forget about it. The audition went so well, but Joe was like, there's just too much talent here for a morning show. I want to give you girls your own afternoon show. I want you girls to take afternoons. And we fought with her. Like, Fought. We're like Jill. How how dare you offer me us our own show? <laughs> oh we, my god! We know morning. We this is what we do. We're co-hosts. We're not used to leading our own show. Were you we scared, were scared to lead? We were scared. We didn't know what we were gonna do. Like, mm-hmm. Once again, we find ourselves in a position where we don't know what we're doing. How are we ever gonna get through this? And now it's a new market. No, we had an idea, but we didn't know. Like we're on our own. There's no producer. There's no intern. It's Lulu and Lala That's doing it. everything. Mm-hmm. And she afternoon. believed in us. And she's like, "No, you're doing it." But isn't this that is what, what it's always been, though? Yes. I mean, isn't that really, like, truly at the core of your brand? It's always uh-huh. been just you. <laughs> and you know and it showed I mean? us how to... We're sisters, obviously. We're yeah. twins. Yeah. We live together. We're best friends. But it taught us how to work, work with, with each, each other. other. Mm-hmm. Because it's a totally different, different dynamic. Thing. And we there was a lot of fights because sometimes I felt she was trying to boss me around, even though she's always bossing me around. <laughs> she felt the same way. And I'm like, no. And I would call mommy. I'm like, mommy, yo no puedo con ella. Uh, she's t- like we just couldn't see eye to eye but it was a learning experience because yeah because we in radio you know everything's timing Absolutely. so I'm running the boards and I'm like we need to go into commercial and you're rambling on get to <laughs> the Callate point la boca. Yeah. wrap it up yeah. wrap so it, up. it was good we got to learn each other and trust each other in, a, in you know work aspect and it was the first time we moved out of our house Yay. <laughs> oh, it was lit lit and it was there where we let loose like I didn't held I didn't hold back. I talked about my relationships. I talked about family, all the different issues. And it was just like, this is so relieving. And it's freedom. Freedom. Yeah, finally. We have freedom in all aspects. Yeah. I got. To, I oh. went. To, I, I living in Miami. I went to my first strip club. Oh my hey. god! Did you go to Treasure <laughs> Island? Uh, no, we went to Tootsie's. Oh, Tootsie's! Oh, That's Tootsie's. Chicken one. wings. Hey, chicken wings. Best yes. food ever. All my meetings took place at Tootsie's <laughs> for some reason. Twenty-four I like, hours. Why do I, have to come back I here? never knew like people ate at a strip club. I'm like, how unsanitary is this? Strip club you, has the best the food, food ever. Yes. They do. have the best food. They want to keep the men there. But it yeah. was. It was a. It was a lot of fun. And then of course after two, two to three years, we always wanted to come back home which mm-hmm. is New York City you know right. it's the number one market mom and dad are here my nieces my sister you know it's home base it's, it's home, home base. base we were happy in Miami but we were like why can't we do both yeah <laughs> <We do> both. <laughs> and after uh, two year, two and a half years our contract was up um and it's then like, Mr. Rob Miller, Miller. oh came oh. knocking on our door and he had um he told hey you guys interested in coming back to New York and we we're like yes when? what's What's the offer? We knew like KT, he's like KTU. We already knew you were doing mornings, so I'm yeah. like mornings is not it's not gonna be mornings. Yeah. Wendy's is middays. Hollywood is Hollywood. Are you offering nights? And he's like, yeah. So we went. We've done mornings. We've done afternoons, and now back in New York doing nights. It's and we're like, let's take it. Yeah. And so we took it, and because we wanted to come back home, we wanted to come back to New York. And then I'm like, I've always 
love KTU, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I remember going to dance class and having KTU, KTU on, and... listening to Kumba and Hollywood, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then to know, I'm like, well, Carolina's our girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. Cubby's fun. Wendy, we've known because we used to do dance, we dance with dance her. Or something. And so we're like, well, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. And it also gave us the opportunity to be able to have a show in Miami, too. So the deal was, come to back to New York, you do nights, and then six months later, you'll be able to do a show in Miami and in Fort Myers. So it's like, wow, we're, we're going to be in three different markets. We come back. This is too best good to of be both true. worlds. Yeah. You get the best of both yeah. worlds. But you know, I think that personally, when I found out, I found out when I landed in Miami, That's and I was did. so mad at Rob. I'm like, how could you keep this a secret from me? And we were telling Rob, can we just text her? Please no. text her. And you guys kept the secret when I landed in Miami because I had to go for Fiesta Latina, That's and that right. was where you guys made your debut, and we had the press release and everything. And it was just for me, I couldn't be happier. For you girls, you know, because I'd always been, like I said, a fan and just a championing from behind and just always being like, man, I want them to do well. You know what I mean? And so to have you here, that's what makes KTU family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it is a family. Absolutely. We protect each other at all costs. We certainly do. (laughs) But, you know, I want to ask you quickly, and I know you guys have to go, but you're still doing television. You're still doing radio in multiple markets. What do you think is next for the twins? Because I feel like you guys have really been so ahead of the game with so many different things. (laughs) Like, or are you just focusing right now on this? Well, we do want to start doing a lot more on TV because we kind of let go of that. We'll do some things here and there, but it's not really been the main focus. It would be nice to be able to go back to doing that and also, like, I don't know, produce some, a show I would want to do, like, produce behind the scenes, scenes or like something. A, a show, like a Netflix or show. And test. I'm <laughs> just going to put it out there, but we said it. Say it. Say it. I want a one-hit wonder. Oh, <laughs> you have a beautiful voice. You do have a beautiful voice. Yeah. Thank you. I'm waiting for it. I do. I, you know, we've I just always said, said that. We've always liked to sing, but we know, since we work in radio, how hard it is. Hard. It's, yeah. it's, it's, business, it's a lot yeah. of work. It's very hard. It's hard, but I feel like in 2019, it's much easier than it was oh, 20 absolutely. years ago. But then again, I don't have that experience as a singer so and when it comes to that I really hold back I have so many videos of ourselves singing and that I'm like should I post it should I not and I'm like no I sound pitchy <laughs> nobody's gonna like it I'm gonna get negative comments Listen, just get in a studio and bust out that one hit <laughs> yeah, that's make it. you some millions you and then we'll never see them again call DJ Mustard <laughs> someone get behind the track and that's yeah. it you but know? I say one hit wonder because I want to I want to be able to say I at least I, I at least tried that's amazing you know what yeah. I mean? that's like me with being an author I want to write one book to be like I, I wrote a book right well that's mm-hmm. like me I just want to have one show that's it that doesn't get canceled so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you guys uh, as, as, you know, I don't want to be all cliche here, but we've learned a lot from you guys. Honey, I started following you on Instagram. Like, this girl's everywhere. She, how does she get the tea so fast? <laughs> That's it's Like, crazy. does she have an insight on everything? And then how you are always doing different charity things. You're always the fashion. And I you're try. Just always I try. There. And so. I, I really try, man. And the, the positive comments that you... You know, sometimes you have a bad day. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to curse the world or you just don't even want to get up from bed or you question yourself, why am I doing this? Is this it? <laughs> right. What is life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I feel like it's gotten harder as we've gone on because, like, you guys have, when did you start your career? 2008. 2008. 2008. 2008. Okay. So, and then, and honey, when did you start? Um, Probably, like, 
2013. So as the older woman in the room, I started in <laughs> 2003 and I can tell you that the cycle has been very, it's been really crazy because now it's like there's so many more limitations. There's so many expectations. Mm -hmm. There are a number of things that were never a part of the gig when I started, when you guys started, and then when you came in, honey, you know? So it's like, I want this podcast to be beneficial to people who want to get into this industry to know that it's not just all glamour look how hard these girls have worked yeah look how hard you work daily honey it's, it's a daily thing yeah, that's i don't just, i don't want people a perfect example like you came in here you showed your stuff and uh, you know social media mm -hmm. is what's in right now it is. It's hard. Huge. you have your own show now and you've like hosting what was it the uh, bet awards i saw that you were flown <laughs> over there i'm like good freaking for her yeah, yeah. also yes. for you carolina because we used to listen to you with Al when you were with Elvis Durant. And so when you left, we were like, where's she going? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then to know everything that you've gone through, too, you know, it's not an easy business. It's it not. Isn't. And it so um, for us, you know, when we saw you and when we see Charlemagne down the block, you know, yeah. we've, it's always been like this little circle that we're like, okay, she gets it. They all get it. So it's like a family. You know, if something happens, I know I could always run to Carolina or I can run to Annie. I'm like, hey. My biggest thing, though, I have a question for both of y'all. Oh, give it to me. We're in the business, yeah. okay? <laughs> We're surrounded by a lot of men because there's a lot of men in this business and there's a lot of hours. How do you guys manage a relationship? Dude. Because most men don't understand it. I will, I'll go first. And I know you've spoken about this before. I have, I have. You know, I think that you guys have a lot of drive and it's something that I've admired in you guys and we've spoken about it, but I think that there comes a time where the job has to take a back seat and the personal life has to come first. And that's really difficult for people who are, at, are as active as you guys are to recognize that. You know, um, I always said when I met Mark, I knew it. That was it. It was game over for me. And I said, there is nobody more important to me right now. The E! News hit can wait. The, the you know, appearance at Macy's, I, somebody else can take that. I need to invest in this because this is my future. Radio will not always be here for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Neither will television or anything else. But my husband, I mean, God willing, you know, like we'll always be <laughs> yeah. together. So it is an investment. And that's why I say it's like you have to invest in yourself, much like you have with anything else, whether it's working out or, you know, this job. So I, I think it's important to have the talk with somebody, too, and, and kind of see where they're coming from. You you don't want thirsty people around you. No, you know, or, uh, groupies, mm -hmm. as they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't have that. With with me, I'll tell you this much: it's you have to pick a mate that wants you to win, hmm. even more than they want hmm. themselves to win. Yeah, because then everything you do will not be annoying. If you have to stay late, they'll kind of like understand. If you have or to fly threat. out, they'll understand because they want you to win so bad that they're kind of like accepting of all the BS that comes with being overworked or, or being burnt out. Also, once you check out, just make it about them. Yeah. It's like, what do you want to eat? Do you want me to scratch your back? I bought you this. <laughs> it's just kind of like people like to feel, you know, loved. They, they right. want to feel añoñado. Yeah. My husband wants me to scratch his back. So I'm looking at my emails over here where I'm scratching my back. I'm like, don't look uh. this way. Don't look this way. <laughs> so it's just kind of like balancing it out and, you know, showing your significant other that they are important, that they are going to get attention, and that, you know, that your job is not more important than they are. That's it. I think putting them first, even if... Making them feel... Priority. Yeah, prioritizing. They need that. They need that. If mm -hmm. you don't, if they don't feel like a priority, when I go in my husband places, I'm like, this is my husband and he's right next to me. And, and you... I see it. It's so yeah. cute. Like, it's like, what do you, you want to drink? Yeah. Are you okay? Sit down here. Like, I would never go somewhere and be like, F you, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, no, you're important. And 
just just give them their priority, and and they have to have your best interest uh, in in mind. But you've met mine. I know. <laughs> so I, have. I have. No, and you know what I'm it is. Single, it's also so. just no, but it's also them oh. recognizing the fact that you have a sister, that you guys are a team, and that you know you're always going to be together. So you know, I think once you find that person, and once they get it. It, it, you guys will be amazing, just as you always are. Thank so, you. You guys are super dope, man. I feel like so I'm so bummed out. I know that you guys have to go because you have an interview coming up. I could talk to you for hours. Hey. I know. That means we hours. need drinks. That's what that means. Next time, <laughs> and we tacos. for dinner. We want everybody to follow you guys on social media. Yes. Please Lala. Yes, at Lala. That's L-U-L-U-Y-L-A-L-A through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah. And so. we just love you so much. Continued success. And thank you guys so much for coming to Life I know. Thank you for inviting us. We love you guys. We love you so much. And um, if you guys want to send us any feedback, you can always email us, lifeinspanglishpodcast at gmail.com. And make sure you subscribe wherever you consume your podcast. Subscribe and make sure you give us five stars. And keep leaving all those positive reviews. We have like hundreds of Do positive we? reviews. Oh, my gosh. That's because yes. you guys are dope. Yes. That's why. Love you. Love you. And listen to Lou and Lala, KTU, Knights, and everywhere else that they're heard. I don't know. They're like, <laughs> different affiliates but that's it for us this week and we'll be back next week Peace. thanks guys Yay. Yay. love you diabetes yo asma estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma diabetes epoc o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre prevnar 20 una vacuna de pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespanol.com Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts